cameras on. So hello, Studio 108 Seekers and Sages. It is us, Leah and Tracy here. Is it learning? Chit chat. Um, I think it works well for me. Okay. So okay. It's, it's a, a podcast, technically. Technically, right. Uh -huh. So, you know, you can be a little blurry. Right. Well, well, here we are at the studio, which is now open, so we're really excited, um, and we're excited to bring you all of the good things that we've been dreaming about. That's what happens when, you know, something comes to fruition. All the stuff that you've been um, hoping for and wishing for is right there. To you know what I love about what? this vibe? What? Is you're all white and light and I'm black and dark. Hmm. Like the light and the dark. I just, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there we go. The polarity is well represented. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Leah, first thing I want to talk about is our first year of the class together. Do you remember? It was for my eighth or ninth birthday, and I think I wanted to go. And you took us to get pedicures, and then we went to Cleveland Yoga, which um, at the time, is this echoey in here? Have you, have you recorded a podcast in here before? This is the first podcast in here. Okay, I feel like there's an echo, so we'll have to see how this sound works. Right, well, we're just gonna do it. There's okay. a bug coming, there's other fabric coming, okay. there's some sounds, which is, okay. you know, like focus in for me. It was at the Hamptons, which yes. is not called the Hamptons anymore. It's like Vantage or something, apartments across from Beachwood Mall. And this is where Cleveland Yoga was, and it was a carpeted room. And was it, Parker's class? I don't think so. I think it was Diana's. Diana Van, Van Antonio. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. I know. I follow her. She's really cool. She's really cool. Yeah. And so are you. Yay. Kind of. Um, so we had our toes painted matching colors. Mm -hmm. And that's what you wanted to do for the day to have a long day. Yeah. God knows why I wanted to go to yoga. No idea why I wanted to spend the day with you. But, but I was not much of a mover. Like true, I was, true. I was more of a cat. I think Aaron and I joke about this that we were like indoor. We weren't necessarily indoor cat kids because we liked being outside. But neither of us were very athletic. No, neither of you were very like. Um, they were very floppy, low tone kids. Yeah, and neither one of you were very like embodied. Reading, we liked to read. Like play House of Prairie. Like play games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we want to. We just like want to tell that story. But there's another story about us doing yoga together. Like, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was like, eh, it was a lot. Um, well, I know what story you're gonna say. <laughs> and you told me that I was that if I was uncomfortable during class, I could just lay in shavasana. You said that that was okay. And they always give the, the caveat in power yoga classes that if it's too hard, then always find your child's pose. Come back to breath. Breath is yoga. Right. Yoga is unity in oneness. In there fact, we were. In fact, nothing to do with asana. So I took that very literally when someone, when you said that I could just like lay down. And you didn't feel like, but that wasn't the part that was so. Do you, did, we, did we skip around? We didn't, we didn't even tell the story. Okay, tell the story. So we went to yoga. I think it was in Nishkana, like right here. And I just like laid down and slept. You cried. Oh, that one. There were many times when I cried. <laughs> it's so, it was so uncomfortable and hot. Oh. <laughs> so, you know what's funny? I feel like I get that from my dad's side of the family. It's like, like that, like feeling of being hot. 
It was just like so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't remember. But I feel like I get that from my dad's side of the family. Um, just like not wanting to be in that like hotness and the heat. It was just uncomfortable. So yeah, I cried. Yeah. I cried. But then there what I didn't stop me from doing my yoga. I was like this. But what was funny though is one time I just slept during class at Cleveland Yoga. Yeah. And I remember like Tammy or one of the teachers like kicking me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which in Russia's like, why would you pay for me just to come? It was just like free childcare. I was old, I don't even know. You just paid for me. I think you really wanted me. You know what it reminds me of? When I was a therapist, I was a stage mom. <laughs> no, when I was a therapist, I feel like so many parents just want to take their kids to therapy because they know that the kid needs therapy, but the kid doesn't really want to be there. They're not engaged in the process. So I feel like it was very much like that. Yeah, you really wanted me to reap the benefits of yoga, but I didn't. I didn't want to, or I wasn't ready, or probably was not ready. Yeah, because here's the killer. Yoga was never really her thing um, because it was hard to be so embodied. Mm -hmm. But what Leah actually ended up embracing was bar, which I think is so much harder because you're in the deeper core for like really concentrated periods of time. So that's what we want to talk about today. Like mm -hmm. Leah, you know, is not going to be teaching yoga here, but she is a killer bar and Pilates teacher. Oh. And yeah, you are. And I want to talk about that. Like, I want to talk about why people might be interested in bar and Pilates, what it brought to your life, uh -huh. um, what folks can expect. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, so you had, you. so I have to talk about Stacy. Yes. Because Stacy De Janeiro Downing. So she, so you were friends with her through like Lululemon, I think, or the yoga community, and she had a bar studio, bar and Pilates studio in Fairlawn, and she just like really embraced me with open arms and just let me come, and I made a commitment to come daily or whatever it was. Leah made a commitment to come, but she felt badly, so then you started cleaning the studio once a week too in exchange because she was off she was so, so generous she was so generous with me yeah just like so generous and it really and i think probably she saw that i struggled <laughs> as if it wasn't obvious and she was so like she was just like she just like embraced me with open arms and i think there i just got so inspired and she inspired me so much and the studio, and just being in that environment, I don't know what it was. There were so many of the women too, like Kelly, Shannon, yeah. who else, Brittany. Just like everyone they Mary. All, oh my gosh, Mary. Nikki, Lauren Colombo. Like so many of the women that and were- Shelly, I don't want to forget anyone, so, but yeah. And they were not necessarily my age, they were like maybe 10 years younger than me. So it was like that gap. Kind they of. were just, yeah, so I they just all embraced her. And I was so lost. I didn't have friends, and it was just like a hard time. And you were 19 or 18? Uh, and maybe 19, 20, because I think I was living at Akron and then I moved back. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, Stacy really inspired me. Yes. And I just, like to this day, like I just adore her and I, I love her classes and she is so smart and such a good teacher, but she teaches this method of Pilates called Stop Pilates. 
things, or I guess this is what she was trained under. Um, she teaches, she kind of like fuses all sorts of modalities now, but um, she's really, she has a, such a long, yeah, teaching history in her body. Yeah, she's amazing. But I was like, I want to be a Pilates teacher and I want to teach bar. So I did, I think I started with anti-gravity training, yeah. which was aerial, um, aerial silk training. And that was like, talk about like, it just, I was, I was a fish out of water. Is that what it's called? I was just in an environment where I was so uncomfortable in my body. And I just remember that training, even just like feeling nauseous and dizzy. Partly that was the nature of what it was because you're inverting and all of that. But then even just like the other girls just like picked up on stuff and I felt like I didn't because I didn't know how to be in my body. I mean, I feel like it had a very therapeutic effect. Over the years. Over the years mm -hmm. of bringing, like yoga does, of taking someone who is rather scattered and unorganized and kind of bouncing around and not really knowing who they are. And whether that's because like developmentally and family mm -hmm. history and stuff that you had to deal with, or because the kids are little and you've lost a sense of who you are, or because you're working a corporate job and it's sort of eating your life. Like there are so many reasons that we can kind of become disconnected from ourselves. And that whole process, and I mean, Stacey's the girl, man. She really loved you right through it. Uh -huh. um, but that whole process through bar and Pilates, like, put you inside your skin. It really helped me, in, like, get into my body. And then I had been doing, I did yoga throughout all of that. So I think, like, because when I went, before I got introduced to bar and Pilates, I was doing yoga more frequently. But yoga, for, for someone who's kind of hypermobile and lacks, like, that, that, like, um, what would you call it? Muscle tone, that capacity to engage. Yeah, and like that yang, like I'm so yin. Mm -hmm. So like that yang, bar and Pilates really brought. And I almost feel like they're such a good union because bar and Pilates, well, and I guess all of these can take various shapes, but it was such like an anchor for my yoga practice because it allowed me to strengthen and really learn how to stabilize the muscles so that in yoga I could be more safe about my stretches and the things that I was doing there. 100%. And 100%. That's worth swinging back around. But I'm going to ask you this. First. Okay. I want to ask you one more time, like, tell me about, like, the therapeutic impact. Like, what came along with that? What kind of mm -hmm. personal development qualities did you find? Because I think it's really important. And you've, you've been a therapist and you've gone to therapy. Uh -huh. So, like, you can pinpoint. So, it's, it's the, it's the, personal empowerment piece and it's that like it, you know Pilates it's so much in like these lower chakras right so it's that it's that um even like the cueing that we use like it's always like lift your pelvic floor you know engage your transverses it's all in those, those in those lower chakras so I think pulling you back into your body grounded anchored. so grounded so anchored yeah. And strong. Mm -hmm. Like you were strong in a way that like I can't touch. I will say bar and Pilates opened up the fitness world for me where I feel like I can lift weights really, really safely and like build my strength really, really safely. Like I started like an at home weightlifting program, which I would feel, you know, in, in general, kind of, I 
would say be cautious of that because you're really not supposed to be lifting. I don't know, like when you're learning new things and to the, the space to be injured can be a little bit, especially when you're at home and you don't have anyone to kind of hold your hand. But I felt really safe doing that because of the-, the like you knew where to put your bones yeah. in the body and how to stabilize it's the body your awareness. Stabilize mm -hmm. that. The body awareness is huge. Um, how about like, I saw such a big difference in terms of confidence in your personal presence mm -hmm. and the way you walk into a room and how you stand and introduce yourself and mm -hmm. sort of like from the guts and ownership of saying your name. We had a 200 hour teacher training, which was not necessarily at the beginning or maybe in the middle of mm -hmm. what's become this journey for the past seven, seven years, eight years, something like that, right? Maybe mm -hmm. like less. Seven. Yeah, mm -hmm. six. So like that was sort of in the middle, but you've matured so much. And I think like that um, physical activity has, yeah. Well, I think there's structure. I think there's like we hold a lot of shame in our womb, and even just as women in the society that we live in, so many of us have just so much shame around this area. Whether it's like feeling like you know there's belly fat, or just like shame in the womb and like sexual trauma that so many of us carry, or else like have carried from past generations. And I think like being able to really inhabit this space of your body has been really powerful. Yeah. And for people who struggle with, um, with like eating issues, I'll just use that term. I won't even, you know, go as far as say eating disorders, just eating issues and being able to be aware of what's going on in, in your gut. I feel like Pilates has really helped that, like pull the awareness down versus always being up here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I just want, um, I'm, thank you. I wanted to like bridge that because I don't want it to look like you know, yoga is the place for the more spiritual practices. Like a lot of that psychological development happens through our other workout activities. Like nothing that happens here is just in the physical. Totally. So all is part of our mental game in life, all part of our spiritual journey. Sure. It's all just such. And bar and Pilates are both endurance workouts. Okay, so that's what we want to talk about. Why, what exactly is going to happen in a bar class? What will happen in a Pilates class? How are they different from each other? What are the target benefits? Yeah. So, should I go, so, should I go into like the history of, so people kind of know why, how they're yeah. different? Just like not forever. No, but it's kind of interesting. Okay, exactly. I'll just do a little bit. <laughs> So Pilates comes from this guy named Joseph Pilates, who was born in the 1800s. And he was a really sickly child and he had asthma. And he started like physically training and he became a gymnast and a boxer. And he studied like, um, you know, ancient Eastern movement practices, yoga, tai chi, stuff like that. And then he started, he studied Western practices, like, you know, gymnastics and all this stuff. And, he developed this um, this way of strengthening the body, and it started with with mat work. And then um, he was, I think he he was like a German alien something prior to World War One or during World War One, where he lived in Britain, and he worked in a hospital. And um, while he was there, he he developed this system for training the body. For patients who were bedridden, which is kind of how there's a machine called the Pilates Reformer, um, and even the Cadillac, which are two larger machines, and it's that's 
kind of where this came from because he was rehabbing people who were, you know, in, in hospital beds. Interesting. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. So then he kind of continues like developing this, this program called Pilates and he meets his wife and he immigrates to the US and now he's in New York City. And he really feels like what I learned because I was kind of reviewing the history. He wrote a letter to Kennedy basically saying Pilates needs to be um, a requirement, you know, in schools because he really felt like it could heal like all you know, physical ailments. Um, he just he really he drank his own cool, like he really believed in himself. No, that's important to do. It's a test. It's a testament for like truly believing in yourself. Which is, I mean, his, his shit was good. So yeah, it was good cooling. But anyways, so he in New York City, I think a lot of um, like people in the dance world started training gotcha. under him to um, you know to to. Get stronger yeah, to, to get stronger for their work because it's all from four. Yeah. So then there were all these like you know kind of like with yoga, there's all these lineages and different you know branches. So then similarly with Pilates, there's this more contemporary approach. There's more of a classical approach. Um, so I'm trained through stock Pilates, which is one of the more contemporary approaches. So where in traditional Pilates, most of the work he did was with an imprinted lumbar spine. So you're giving yourself like a posterior tilt because you're lengthening through that lower back. So you're keeping that imprinted spine. Whereas in stock Pilates, they want you to strengthen from a neutral pelvis because if you look at like biomechanics and just like the way your spine is shaped, that's you know where you're gonna be strongest for your core is in a neutral pelvis. Um, so we do do imprinting in stock Pilates, but it's a little bit more mindful of that. Um, like breath principles and, and all of that, you know, are, are kind of similar across the board. So um, if I come to a class, what's going to happen? It's just do I get a Cadillac? It's like Mary Kay and Cadillac. Uh huh. Um, no, what's the Cadillac are the machines. So, so there's a step, there's something different. The reformer is different than a math class. Correct. Okay. Correct. We're, kind of, we're calling the classes Pilates Sculpt, right? Yeah, to be so they're all just going to be a little different. Okay. And I think that as I go, I might be a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I, I might develop more of a class structure that is kind of consistent throughout. Right. But I just like like with my bar classes, for example, I like adding in cardio. Like I like adding in a little bit of you know Pilates stuff and a little bit of bar stuff and just kind of merging everything and being creative. Yeah. So I feel like, I guess the difference here is that bars can have a little bit more cardio. Okay. It'll be a faster pace. Okay. Pilates will be slower. We will not use a bar. We'll be more on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And the bar piece, just if someone doesn't know what bar is, let's just, so it was inspired from like the way ballerinas train okay. at the bar. So, you know, we do a lot of things with different kind of like rotations in the body. So we'll work the hip and after an internal rotation, external rotation, we'll work the hips parallel. Um, it's very form over function and it's, there are small movements and it's low weight, high reps. So it's endurance based. Um, yeah. And it's core. And it's core. I think one of the nicest things, um, because 
like even right now I'm doing a summer 200 intensive and going through anatomy with folks and um, like explaining that there are superficial muscles that are movers, like there's a muscle that moves your, you know, bent your elbow. And then there's stabilizers. And then there are stabilizers, which are deeper. And when you go lift weights in the gym, when you do those kinds of things, you're using the mover muscles. And when you look at people and you say, aren't they fit? You're, you're seeing the mover muscles. But underneath that, what's more important actually to us staying mobile as we age, um, preventing falls, um, maintaining safe joints, you know, safety in the joint and the wear and tear of the joint and the overstretch of the joint um, are the stabilizer muscles, which are the deep muscles that you can't see. So one of the things that is so powerful about modern Pilates, you're really strengthening the yeah, the deep stabilizer muscles. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you feel it. And you, you feel, feel it in a different way. Burn. It, it's a different type of burn. It's a different sensation. And the for the most part, we. It's not. It's not like a circuit class. I guess sometimes it can be, but we we focus on one body part and then we move on. Yeah, so you kind of fatigue one out to get uh -huh. the layers of uh -huh. functions. So I feel like that's really important, especially to us yogis, because we love the flexibility and that's what we want to feel when we come to our practice. It's super easy to go through a vinyasa class and fake strength. How do I know? Because I do it. Because I'm just as lazy as the rest of us. Like my muscles don't necessarily want to fire and show up for, for life on the planet either. So there's no way to Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? But it's like in a bar or a Pilates class, you can't hide. Like the actions in you maybe you can, but man, you get into those deep stabilizing muscles. Nothing else that I found really ensures that you do that. Um, you know, it just takes yeah. so much diligence. So it's a beautiful compliment to yoga. It really is. And it's not like about saying one form of movement is, is better than the other, but I think that it, it, it does. It does enhance your yoga practice. And I also think there's this element with bar and Pilates that, you know, you're holding things for a long time. So there's this like uncomfortability that comes from it. And then the ability to kind of breathe through that and be present with it and be okay with it and know that it will pass. You know, there's this element that like you, you get confident from it. And you get a little badass. Yeah. 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 And I think um, if you are someone who practices yoga who hasn't quite yet nailed your forearm stand, your hand stand, hasn't quite got the confidence to shoot back from crow to chatter, like those kinds of things require a lot of core, and that's where we get it. I can I can't do I, I can't I mean I can do a handstand against a wall. Yeah, but yeah, do you work at it? Yeah, yeah. No, not not really. No, I I have other things to do. I mean, I could do that. I could work at it more. Right. What was I going to say though? Oh, the balance. But the stabilizing of the handstand uh -huh. happens. Yeah. Through the core and through the stabilizing muscles of the shoulders. And yeah. Like, yeah. And balance. Balance. Yeah. It's so good at, at training balance, which is one of the first things that goes when we age. And your ability to kind of have that body awareness and be able to find your equilibrium is so important for fall prevention. 100%. Uh -huh. All right, so Leah, I've got to ask because, you know, I'm over 50. Um, I've got to ask for my girls. What's it like to be over 50? <laughs> What's, I already have an age anxiety and I'm 25. <laughs> What's it going to be like? Are you going to be like, don't be too rough on my girls? 
No, but I also is it all levels for real or you I mean, I will look who's in the room and we'll kind of cater. But the thing is about it is you can always come out of things and come back in. Yeah. So if you can be okay with that and just be like gentle and compassionate on you with yourself around that, then. Which is the yoga. Which is, you're right. Yeah, it's your yoga practice showing up. And... Mm -hmm. Should we talk about the mirrors or just not save that for another day? Just like. I call me back today. Because I don't know if some of your yogi people might be intimidated by the mirrors, but talk about a practice and like radical self-acceptance. I know what she means. Yes. So sometimes you're sitting there with your hands on the bars and you're looking yourself straight in the eye and you're feeling like it's hard. Or just to like look at your body in the mirror like that. Yeah. So it is radical self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, we could go on for weeks. About that's a whole other thing. But should we tell them? Because I almost get worried that people will think, oh, there's going to be mirrors in a yoga studio and be turned off by that. So right. what are we okay. doing? So first, we're going to put the mirrors up when we get organized for the mirrors. The guys finally called back today, so you know, I'll get back with them. Um, we're going to have shears over so that we can tie the shears and flip them up for bar when we need them and then drop shears down. So because the mirrors were, were a point of conversation between us. Yeah. Yeah, legit. Mm -hmm. Which I totally understand why. No one wants to like have mirrors in a yoga studio. You don't want to look at a dumb dog underneath and see your big butt or little butt for that matter. Or anybody else's butts. Like, but in terms, of, in terms of watching form, yeah. and for Bart, it's so important. For Bart, I want to have some like cardio based classes, and I, I thought of the name. Good. Some like dancey. I'm not really a dancer, but like slight, like quasi dance, quasi hip classes. Quasi dance, quasi hip. It's silent now. <laughs> I have so many ideas. Okay, she has a lot of ideas. We're gonna wrap it so we can say more ideas for another day. Okay. Get all of your ideas on the schedule. We'll build it out. Mm -hmm. This is what's so exciting about standing up something like this. But for today, do you get it? Are you on board? Like what bar is, what Pilates is, why you might want to try them out? Mm -hmm. You got it? Like who Leah is, how I am, uh -huh. how we started practicing yoga together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they're both what's so interesting. Us, and you can't really see it here. Come and you'll see it on the little hallway to the back. They're both really focused on like your spine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And being able to have mobility for your spine. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're both workouts that are all encompassing. They're full body workout, body, mind, soul kinds of things, which they is why are, you know, studio one way, body, mind, soul. Yeah, they're, they're sure, sure. And yet with both, you can also lose the benefits by tuning out. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Definitely. We want to use our practices to tune in, to come into our Yeah. Spine. If you can't, or if it's like a day that is just like, you need to tune out, then we need to just sort of relax. Yeah, this feels nice. Oh, it's rose quartz. It's yeah. self-love, honey. Rose quartz is self-love. I love it. You know. Okay. Are we good? Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, look for Leah on the schedule. Yeah. Schedule's on the website, studio108.net. And we hope to see you soon. Mm-hmm. Namaste. How long is that? We don't know. You're still talking. It's still going. Mm -hmm.